going out across the western spiral arm of the galaxy. This is KGDN, and now, Newsertainment. Yes, hello, good evening, it's I, hopefully it's all working this week. Um, I mean, beyond everything collapsing around my ears earlier today. Um, I'm going to continue along now assuming it is working if it's not working let me know if it is working also let me know so I just know one thing one way or the other <sighs> but yes anyway um, I have not done my usual intro because I'm technically trying to have you through and I've now used that time up explaining why I haven't done the intro so you know it's all gone slightly insane and mad um, so instead I'm just going to have to go for ah hello Batsquage it's lovely to be heard uh, so, I'm going to have to go with my contractually obligatory um, intro theme tune jingly thing, and then I will be digitally adding in uh, to the podcast version the actual intro thing where I do the whole, you know, going about uh, across the western spiral arm of the galaxy. I mean, I won't, my uh, VO will just be added in, you know, the one with the voice, which is definitely not mine. Anyway, here goes the, you know, statutory obligatory jingle. <coughs> News, 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 attainment. That was about as in key as I can do it, like three times the normal speed without, you know, digitally altering myself. So, yeah, top story, yes, actually, yes, it's the jingle squib. So, yes, the top story, annoyingly, happened yesterday. When I was coming back from Norwich, I found out about this. I was meeting up with an old friend and her new fella. Uh, they're both quite nice. Was doing a Christmas exchange of gifts. Coming back, found out that um, Boris Johnson, being Boris Johnson, after saying that he was not going to change his mind about the Christmas plans at all, changed his mind about uh, changed his mind about the Christmas plans with um, well, basically four days to spare. So, you know, I mean, you had four days' notice. That's kind of large amount of notice period for us, Johns. Um, but, yeah. So, uh, the plans have now changed. For one thing, exclusively to the U- uh, to England, there's now a very, very sexy, interesting fourth tier, which is basically full-on lockdown, do not move. From wherever you happen to be, when you find out you're in tier four, stay there forever. Don't move at all, don't move a muscle, don't even sneeze. Or cough actually specifically don't cough basically just do nothing you are not allowed to leave a tier 4 area or go into a tier 4 area basically what we're saying is is that london is now a no-go area um as well as most of the southeast of um england um and part of the east of england not the part of the east thing i live um although like cambridge is quite peculiar because it's like a bit of Cambridgeshire, which is Peterborough, is part of Tier 4. Um, I mean, Peterborough's had a large amount of, like, cases, but at the same time it's kind of just, like, hilarious that you've... Be- uh, basically, Cambridgeshire is between- is in, like, a weird no-man's land between the two, but it's still Tier 2. Um, so, yeah, basically, uh, it's been, you know, Christmas is semi-cancelled for many people. Um, and Matt Hancock, which... Um, should definitely not be used as uh, slang for uh, signature and should be used for slang for something else, has said that um, the government didn't want to cancel Christmas because, you know, they make quite a bit of money out of that. 
um, but it was their duty to act as uh, a new coronavirus, uh, coronavirus variant is out of control. Um, I mean, he's the health secretary. Uh, but yeah, so, you know, that was the thing that happened. Obviously, people have been accepting this uh, sudden change in uh, policy quite excitedly and happily. And there's been absolutely no complaints. Oh, sorry, I was reading from the Parallel Universes version of the news. There's been a lot of quite uh, annoyed people. Uh, in fact, I had to um, have a conversation uh, with my mother last night to sort out, you know, what's happening for Christmas. Uh, it's all been sorted. Um, I'm executing the notion of Christmas. Um, that said, Santa's still going to be a, 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 a allowed around for his um, post-flight snack. Um, not sherry, though, this year. Not after he spilt it last year. I'll have the sherry. He can have uh, some tea and like it while I glare at him. By the way, just so you know, Santa keeps stealing stuff from me. It's terrible. Uh, this would be the Christmas-themed um, part of the uh, show. Uh, so, yeah. Oh, that's right. Um, the retail industry have also been telling the government to please stop the fucking chopping and changing around every five minutes of the rules because, frankly, it's costing us two billion a week. Cumulatively, obviously, across the entire industry, not each individual uh, retail establishment being cost £2 billion a week. Although, if the economy could aff afford small shops being cost £2 billion a week, then we'd be in a much better position. I would not be quite so, you know, miserable in the universe. And, uh, well, the US economy could then go and, you know, suck it, because that would be quite impressive if every single small shop in the UK could, you know, um, quite happily have a cost of two billion pound a week and still be running it would be rather impressive um wait who has uh, multiple micro penis which totals a mini penis uh, i really shouldn't look away from the um oh right okay that makes sense yes uh hancock oh um matt limpcock that's actually kind of good um well done, Migs. You win the non-existent prize for um, actually kind of impressive thing. But yeah, uh, the British Retail Consortium has said that it recognises the government has to stop the spread of COVID-19, but could it please do so with enough notice that, you know, the retail sector can plan for this kind of shit ahead of time and not, again, four and a half days before Christmas? Um, I mean, I also join in in saying, please just stop doing that stuff. On the subject of um, flip-flopping quite dramatically at the last minute, Boris Johnson has been saying that he is hoping to avoid a third lockdown. So um, be prepared for a third lockdown in the new year. Because every single time Boris Johnson says it's not going to happen, or I really, really, really hope it's not going to happen, uh, sorry, really, really hope it doesn't happen. Um, it then immediately happens with bugger all notice. Basically, Boris Johnson's approach to um, pandemic planning is, eh, we'll see how we feel in two weeks and then change everything again. And then two weeks after that, change it again. Uh, it's almost like he's incompetent at his job and should not be in charge of... Um, well, the city of London, uh, never mind the entire country. Speaking of somebody who's in charge of the city of London, uh, Sadiq Khan uh, has said that um, the whole thing about now being shunted into a 
well, basically post-apocalyptic um, tier, uh, is a bitter blow to families and businesses uh, in London, the city of London. Um, also probably saying, and I bet you that uh, that bastard Boris is gone to checkers for the Christmas holidays already, um, which, you know, is possibly quite true. Uh, that is actually that is a fair point. What Do the ministers have to then stay wherever they happen to be told if they end up being in tier four? If so, I really hope that Boris Johnson's still in Downing Street. Otherwise, he's a huge hypocritical asshole. I mean, he is a huge hypocritical asshole, but, you know, that's beside the point. Um, but, yeah, Sadiq Khan has said that the chop change stop start uh, approach has caused anguish and despair for Londoners. I mean, anguish seems somewhat, you know, over the top, but, you know, it's just me, a person who does annoying voices on the radio. I mean, internet radio. Um, speaking of incredibly irresponsible and, you know, stupid ideas, um, where last night, loads and loads of people decided to crowd into St Pancras Station, um, which is in London, just next to King's Cross Station, for those of you who don't know it. For those of you who really don't know London, then that's entirely unhelpful, but it's like a specific bit of information which is entirely unhelpful for you personally. So for that, I am incredibly terribly sorry, but I am a cruel and un, uh, a cruel and vicious person, so, you know, there's that. Uh, my editor's worse, though. She throws, th throws things at me if I don't ex do exactly what I'm supposed to do. Yep, indeed, Migs. It's, technically, there's two stations are King's Cross St Pancras, but this was a thing specifically at St Pancras. Um, because London moved into um, tier four restrictions at one minute past midnight last night, um, it meant unless for apart from for essential travel, which does not include getting the fuck out of London because of the pandemic, loads and loads of people decided to get the f out of London before it was too late. Uh, so the announcement of the rules came about at four o'clock in the afternoon and by seven o'clock in the evenings there were no online tickets available from Paddington, King's Cross or Euston out of London. Basically it seemed like people were going for take me that away, which way, just anywhere that's not here right now. I don't really care where I end up. I will, you know, go a travelling which, you know, I mean, technically means that now would be a really good time to go into London because there's probably nobody left in Tier 4. Um, so that would be my please don't use this hot tip of the week is if you really want to get away from everyone, go into London. Uh, that said, please don't do that. That would be a terribly stupid idea and I would then have to wait for you to come back from London for me to then drop kick you into the nearest river. Or ditch. I mean, I can go for ditch, but I prefer to do it in the river because then you get soft landing. Um, but yes, indeed, mix the Cockneys all sang go north instead of go west for change. I mean, it makes a nice change. Uh, also, apparently, St Pancras connects uh, southeast England with the East Midlands and the north. Um, as somebody who is adult minded, I was not aware of that, despite the fact that I've travelled from and to St Pancras several several times so I mean this particular like, article has been really um, eye-opening for me also it means that 
all the other tier three areas can feel a slightly bit more smug about themselves uh, for not being promoted into tier four, um, whilst, well, basically London is going to be having London Peter are like, hey, you guys have fucked us over again. Um, this is all coming about because of the new, sexy, absolutely fantastic, somewhat, um, you know, uptight and arrogant uh, strain of the coronavirus. Um, so I guess this would make this COVID-2020, not it was COVID-20, not COVID-19, uh, which um, has been found originally in England, quite specifically London. Um, which, by the way, everyone is going to be happy to know that um, Donald Trump will be calling this the um, high T flu because, you know, if um, the you know COVID twenty uh, COVID nineteen is going to be referred to by him as Kung flu, I'm assuming high T flu would be the applicable um, thing for the English. Basically, what happens is the um, you know. Britain takes a thing, it adds its own spin on it, doesn't necessarily make it better, despite the, what the Beatles tell you, and then they put it out to the rest of the world. We are a giving nation. Um, but yeah, and the WHO have decided that they will be in close contact with Britain uh, over its new virus variant, which doesn't appear to be any more harmful than the corona, COVID-2019 it's just somewhat different. Uh, that said, the new variant is spreading much more rapidly than the original version because, well, we've always been good at spreading across the globe. Um, I think that's the general lesson of the British Empire. Uh, I mean, there are specific lessons as well. Um, to be honest, it's not just a British version. The Netherlands, Denmark and Australia have all had um, instances of the mutation it just makes it seem much more likely that yeah it's a British version seeing as um, whilst we were you know formed by a proto-Denmark we've also done a lot of stuff with Denmark over the years the Netherlands we've always had a bit of a complicated relationship with and well we've often sent you know undesirable things to Australia so yeah it definitely all tracks this is all English people's fault. Not my fault, I'm not English, I'm British. I am, you know, just lovely. Just English people's fault. Uh, you know, down with the English and all that stuff. Um, yeah, there's... Apparently it's thought that the vaccines will still attack this variant fine. So there's absolutely nothing to worry about, apart from it being slightly more um, transmissible than the previous one, which... Well, to be honest, it seems like nobody seems to care anymore about how transmissible the previous variant is, apart from, you know, governments, and even a lot of governments seem to be quite inconsistent on how much they care about it at a given moment in time. So that's um, what has caused the new stricter lockdown measures. Uh, and uh, over in Wales, uh, I can excitingly reveal that that new variant is in every part of Wales. You go into a part of Wales, it's there waiting for you. Pretty much like people in Wales who will insist that you speak English like the natives, despite the fact that Welsh is an actual language. Like, seriously, I mean, like, I know 
the Welsh language practically died out for a while, but there's still no need for people who just speak English to be dicks to Welsh people about it. Actually, if people who speak English could be dicks less, you know, less overall, we'd probably be in a slightly happier uh, way in the universe. And I've managed to jumble in about 12 stories into the space of 16 minutes, which means it's all going to go downhill from here, but at the same time is kind of impressive. Uh, that's right, late to dinner, there's going to be no pub crawls anytime soon. Um, unless, of course, I s turn every single room in my house into a slightly differently themed pub for myself. So it won't be so much of a public house as a private house. I'll call it a privy. Oh, hang on, no, no, that's a bad idea. Uh, scrap that, I'm not going to call it a privy. I'll call it a prub. I'll... Yeah, I will open several pubs within my house that only I can go to. Um, yes, no, that will definitely work. Anyway, on to slightly different coronavirus news. Trump's um, vaccine chief has admitted that he mildly fucked up on delivering the vaccine to the various states of the United States. I mean... I'm not entirely sure how united the United States are these days, but, you know, that's what they... That's their branding, so, you know, we'll we'll stick with it for now. But yeah, the Army General, um, who you would have thought would be quite, you know, hot on logistics and organising of, well, man and equip, men and equipment. Um, I mean, men in the general sense of people, not men as in a, like, the gender kind of sense, uh, has admitted that he has colossally failed over the initial number of doses promised to the various states. Uh, general Gustava Perna, mm. by the way, that's a great name. Um, if the whole being a general thing doesn't work out for you, which um, kind of looks like it's not, uh, I definitely suggest that you just put yourself out there as like a, um, I don't know, a talking head or something on TV and get all the money in just for having a quite delightful name. I'm sure you get invited on places just for the name. Is that how you became general, by the way? Is it... Like, is the name so powerful that you're like you were invited to become head of a organized military force just because of a quite fantastically brilliant name? Because if that's so, I'm going to change my name to something incredibly brilliant just for the thing. Uh, but yeah, anyway, uh, he's in charge of Operation Warp Speed now, Scotty. Uh, sorry, just Warp Speed. Um, I've been may have been watching some uh, Star Trek in the past couple of days. Uh, he said he takes personal responsibility for the miscommunication to state governors. And yes, you probably heard the uh, air quotes that I did, despite not seeing them. It was the way I stiltedly did miscommunication. I know, it's brilliant. It's almost like lots of people do that in an annoying way. Uh, but yeah, more than a dozen states have expressed alarm at the cut in the expected number of the and, you know, the vaccines that they have received. The Pfizer BioNTech doses are being rolled out um, after being approved, and the Moderna virus has also been approved now. Um, it's not been made in Moderna particularly, it's just, you know, called the Moderna vaccine. It's kind of sexy, it's, I suppose, a modern version of the vaccine. Uh, the US has registered more than uh, 17.5 million of the 76 million infections which have been confirmed globally since the pandemic began, which is the reason why I had to correct myself when I said 175 million because that would be a scarily high number. 
I mean, it's already a scarily high number. It's 17.5 million. So, you know, it's not as though America should be happy about the fact it's 17.5 million. But I am saying it's not as bad as 175 million. Uh, they've also had 315,000 deaths, which are both the highest numbers in the world. So congratulations to America. You are number one. Um, I'm not sure if that's what you wanted to be number one in, but, you know, you are. Uh, but yes, uh, Perna's apologised several times to state governors during uh, telephone, a telephone briefing to reporters, saying that he was the one who approved forecast sheets and who approved the allocations. Uh, basically saying that there's absolutely no problem with the process, apart from the fact that it goes through him. Uh, that said, he's adjusting and therefore he's going to, you know, move on and do better next time. Um... But yeah, this is after um, it has been revealed some states will be getting fewer doses next week than were they were like promised. And uh, a New York Times article, in fact, lists 14 states by name, which includes California, New Jersey and Michigan. I mean, nobody lives in California, so that's fine. It's just like a great big, huge expanse of space on the western coast of the United States, as far as I understand it. Um... And Governor Jay Inslee of Washington State, not Washington City, that would be confusing because Washington DC doesn't have a governor because it's the seat of the, you know, it's the seat of the um, US government, but is therefore not allowed to be a state. Look, I don't write your weird like laws about who who is and isn't a state. Um, I'm just the one that has to convey it across to the... Um, people happen to listen to my show who almost certainly know this already but still it's a weird thing is all i'm saying like have your capital place be an actual state so they actually have like some kind of you know rights seeing as apparently states rights are important to at least some of your people anyway uh back on to something entirely unrelated to america and that it's to do with the uk uh oh and i just found out what the post office is called in wales that said, I'm not going to share it with you. You're going to have to look that up online yourself. Let's just say that it involves Bren and Ol, and it has a hin in the middle. All right, it's Bren a hole. Bren in hole, whatever. <sighs> but yes, anyway, um, the Christmas post has been delayed, and this has been blamed on entirely unpredictable increases in demand. Because it's not like we have Christmas every single fucking year. And it's not as though we've been having to have, like... Uh, yes, Mix, this is exactly what happens when Americans change how many zeros there are in a billion. Because, you know, a billion should be a million million, not a hundred thousand million. Yeah, this has been bothering me for, like, well, probably longer than my lifetime. In the womb, I was probably bothered by the change. Um, but, yeah. Anyway, uh, the Christmas... Post has been delayed yet again this year. I mean, it's slightly worse this year because, you know, pandemic. But at the same time, they should have kind of seen that one coming. Uh, it's not really worth me going into in depth. Oh, yeah. Jacob rees has decided he wants to start a fight with UNICEF. Because UNICEF have decided to do a food campaign to help feed starving children in the United Kingdom. Because, you know, the government keeps being somewhat reluctant to feed uh, the children of the incredibly poor at the moment. You know, basically, families who have to have uh, get school meals for their, you know, children, which is kind of depressing for them, uh, are 
struggling to get food for you know like the Christmas period and so UNICEF have decided to set up a food campaign for them and Jacob Rees-Mogg is who's leader of the House of Commons no fucking idea how he's such a arrogant twat although I suppose Conservative MP kind of a given has said that the charity um, who is meant to look after people in the poorest countries should be ashamed and it's like I mean they're kind of that whole thing is about looking after people generally. Anyway, it's uh, because basically UNICEF said it would pledge £25,000, which isn't much, to a South London charity to help supply breakfast boxes over the Christmas holidays so that some children are able to, you know, eat some food. It's not my, it's not my fault or the UNICEF's fault that there is an um, issue with feeding children in a quite wealthy first world country. Um, Mr. Rees-Mogg, if that is your real name. Seriously, that's a stupid fucking name. General Perna had a fantastic name. You have a fucking stupid name, although you are in the right political party for your name. So I would at the very least give you the fact that your political affiliation matches with your annoying, um, sort of annoying name. Uh, speaking of, well people that don't didn't don't or did not like um, kids getting free stuff Margaret Thatcher has been in the news this week uh, after Grantham Council have announced that they are going to review the 100,000 pound launch of a statue in the woman's image and honor like seriously it's how the fuck do you spend a hundred thousand pounds on an unveiling ceremony for a actually quite hideous statue um which by the way was designed by douglas jennings and seriously man that's a hideous fucking statue uh i'm not that i'm you know i'm not the per person who's going to be petty about margaret thatcher but seriously the statue's hideous it's clearly supposed to be in her like you know uh baroness robes and stuff like that but it is kind of I mean, it's incredibly well detailed and intricate but hideous at the same time like no Please, no, I'd rather have the weird statue of the, like, Mary and Jesus made metal in Norwich Cathedral than that monstrosity. Anyway, uh, the statue was offered to South Keeveston District Council uh, after Londoners said, get that shit out of our city. Um, which, you know, perhaps uh, Keeveston, uh, South Keeveston District Council will take the coronavirus off London's hands if they're keen to take the, that kind of stuff. Um, the Conservative-led authority, because that would be the only way it would physically possibly happen, has agreed had agreed to fund the launch event in Grantham and said it fully expected the money to be recouped in donations. I mean, I would happily donate to a campaign to take that statue down because it's a, it's just, it's hideous. It's an insult to common decency. Not, like, this isn't about her politics, this is about the fact that it's a hideous effing statue. Uh, an independent council has asked a committee to scrutinise the decision of the council. Uh, Ashley Baxter has called, for, has requested the call-in of the scrutiny committee, which is not as sexy as it sounds, and it doesn't sound that sexy, which could reverse the decision by the Conservative leadership, according to the Local Democracy Reporting Service. But yeah, basically, if you're spending £100,000 to unveil a statue, you've done it wrong. Oh, apparently it's also a bronze statue which they spent £300,000 of public money. I mean, it was mainly raised through 
public fundraising, private donations, and also supporters of the Grantham Museum. I'm not sure I'd call them supporters. Possibly vandals of the um, Grantham Museum. Oh, and the council has also agreed to put in a 10-foot tall... Sorry, a 10-foot high plinth in order to prevent people from vandalising the actual statue, which will make this monstrosity 20 feet tall, which is about 6 metres tall uh, overall. Um, oh, yes, uh, speaking of dystopian things which have gone dramatically wrong, Sony has pulled the game at Cyberpunk 2077 from the PlayStation uh, eStore thing. I can't remember. I think it's called the Play Store or the uh, button or the you know Station Store or what? Just what the fuck ever. Uh, whilst Microsoft's uh, has been offering its Xbox customers refunds over how appallingly bad Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven is. Apparently, it's so glitched that it's just practically unplayable for many people. The developer. CD Project Red has promised to issue patches to improve the game for those who insist on not returning it. Um, from what I understand, the plot of the game is quite mm. poor as well. So basically, don't buy the bloody game. Uh, PlayStation Network. Thank you, Migs. Uh, I, don't, I haven't had a PlayStation since PlayStation 2, so I've kind of lost touch with the, jing, uh, the lingo. Um, I have an Xbox One, um, not the new fancy one, just the old one. Oh, and... Uh, Back to references to things from previous shows. Uh, OneWeb, the company that went defunct then got bought out by the British government and the Indian conglomerate, has announced that it is going to have a new era with a satellite launch. Uh, it's launching things once again from the Vostochny Cosmodrome in eastern Russia, which is absolutely nothing to do with either the British government or in or an Indian conglomerate, it just seems like they're basically going where it's really cheap to launch rockets from. And, you know, I'm sure Russia's quite happy for the business, so, yeah, there's that. Uh, but, yeah, the uh, new satellite will join the 74 that are already in orbit, which will mean that there will be 75 satellite, you know, satellites in orbit for things that you don't care about. Excitingly, uh, Ireland, Italy, Belgium and the Netherlands have all said, no fucking flights in the UK, it's a weird place, and there's that new strain of the pandemic virus, it's terrible, just please don't allow people to go there. Which means that at no point, any time soon, will um, anyone from the UK get to see the, um, um, you know, well, um, by the looks of it, nobody from the <laughs> uh, UK will get to see um, Pat Squage, for one thing. Um, so, you know, there's that. Uh, that said, please don't travel abroad unless absolutely vital during the pandemic. Rosalind Knight, um, again, this has apparently become a recurring uh, segment for my show. Uh, the Carrie Anne actress, Rosalind Knight, has died at the age of 87. Um, I mean, she appeared in Carrie On Teacher and Carrie On Nurse, which, I mean, Carrie On Nurse didn't, it hasn't aged brilliantly, and not just because the uniforms have changed, mostly. I mean, that was back when they still had matrons and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, she's died. It's very sad and tragic. Uh, in somewhat local news, in that is for Norfolk, uh, their drive through Santa's Grotto, which got the piss ripped out to it, and has been described as shambolic, uh, have insisted that improvements have been made and it's actually out perfectly fine. 
Um, the event is taking place in Taverham Hall, which is near Norwich, which, um, as mentioned earlier, the editor was in yesterday when the news was broken, though not going to that. She was just catching up with old friends and taking care of business. And yeah, it's, you know, fine, lovely. But yes, the organisers, uh, who are from the creatively named We Make Events, said that the feedback was a lot more positive and that the performers aren't being referred to quite as uh, as creepy anymore. And instead, the visitors on Saturday found it magical, which doesn't actually isn't necessarily as good as people seem to think it means. Uh, oh crap, I'm running over again. Uh, I have like other important news stories, which I'll try and do very quickly and then do a little bit of uh, sports. Um, so I mentioned like the Eden Project being one of like, the good things about Cornwall. Well, it's been closed after incredibly heavy rain has flooded the place. Basically, it seems that if I talk about anywhere or anything on this show, bad things happen to it. So... Um, this is probably the reason why it's a good thing I've been talking so much about Boris Johnson and Donald Trump this year since I've started the show. Uh, in Sydney, Australia, new restrictions have been announced as the outbreak has been, you know, growing. Uh, basically saying that household gatherings will be kept at 10 people, hospitality venues at 300 until Wednesday, and to please stay in your home. Uh, Dilly dee. TUI has announced that they're cancelling all flights out of Luton Airport, uh, mostly because it falls under the Tier 4 COVID restrictions, and, you know, that's that. I mean, TUI's TUI. And we've got just enough time for a couple of bits of pizza with Brexit, I suppose. Brexit, there will be no trade deal. It says there's a substantial shift from the EU, according to the UK government. Um, this is, you know... It's understood that there is likely to be a decision before Christmas on whether or not I know a deal can be reached. Uh, as I said last week, I said probably not. Uh, according to Michael Barnier, he, he says that any deal must be balanced and reciprocal because, well, that's how uh, negotiated agreements work, and I agree. And said that he does that Europe does respect the sovereignty of the United Kingdom. They just think they're fucking stupid for leaving the EU. Uh, the EU and Britain must have the right to set their own laws and control their own waters, and we should be able to act when our interests are at stake. Basically, it's still the 0.1% of the economies which are devoted to fishing, amongst other things. Um, oh yes, and the lobster capital of England. Uh, well, I said lobster capital, I mean lobster capitals, but basically East Yorkshire uh, has said that they are basically expecting a catastrophe seeing as 80% of their exports are to Europe. More than 80% in fact. Uh, basically they get a lot of lobster and they mostly send all that shit over to Europe. Uh, and it will become much more challenging because in the event of a no-deal Brexit what happens is, is that we go to WTO rules. Or as Boris Johnson keeps trying to disingenuously refer to them as an Australia style of thing which isn't technically true because Australia has some limited like stuff in its favour uh, but basically what happens is is that in if you trade under WTO rules any and all tariffs which you could read as taxes on the goods are automatically applied to the good in like question between the two states so there aren't any like there's no wiggle room basically there's no like quotas or anything like that before so it means that every single unit of lobsters for example 
will be tariffed and taxed at whatever appropriate level going into Europe. That's, you know, just how it would work. Um, but yeah, that said, Australia has a slightly more complicated thing because there's Australia has levels of parity about like quality and stuff like that. So um, Australia's trade relations are not strictly speaking a WTO. It's as near as direct to the WTO rules, just not quite. In fact, w Australia is looking for a free trade, basically a uh, free trade agreement with the European Union, which it's kind of you know, an impressive thing. We're leaving a fair trade agreement whilst they're trying to get in. And Australia is halfway across the fucking world from Europe, and we're not. So Boris Johnson should not be trying to say, "Yeah, let's go for a you know a, a you know, an Australia-style deal," because that's a really fucking stupid thing. That said, Boris Johnson has said that the uh, trade talks are in a serious situation, which I could have told him that about a month ago, three now months ago. Setup mode. Um. And yeah, there's apparently just a few left hours left to agree on a trade deal, according to Michel Barnier. In sport, 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 Uh, Brighton, Sheffield United drew. Leicester beat the arse of Tottenham. Uh, Man United were not short-sighted and beat Leeds by 6-2. to two. And uh, some guy called Aston, who lives in a villa, beat the western half of Bromwich. Um, also, uh, some guy who eats Murray Mints beat some Welsh person called Evans um, in tennis um, at the Battle of the Brits. Uh, oh, and in the world of football, the women's Super League leaders, Man United, have thrashed Whittle City. Um, and that's about all I actually have in terms of... Oh, and... Um, no, that's literally it. Oh, and um, some Celtic people have won the Scottish Cup because, you know, Scotland's filled with Celtic people. That said, it was done on penalties to complete quadruple treble. Whatever the fuck that means. Anyway, that's been my show. I will be back next week with um, something slightly different and also with an exciting possibly story about the Kira Bell um, trial which was sort of it, the decision was made on 6th of December but there's still like an appeal window thing that needs to be done before I will be willing to talk about it so yeah that's my show which has now quite dramatically overled I blame Panaran because he was uh, uh, worried about overrunning slightly earlier with his show and it's apparently infected my show. So all that is left for me to say is bye